0: Welcome everybody to the Financial MD show. We are here, your host once again, John Solitro and Dr. Trevor Smith. How are you, Doc? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm uh, as you know, sunglass shopping. We're trying these out. We'll see. I've uh, gotten right. some other good recommendations. Thank you, sir. So welcome.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome American, American Optical.
0: American Optics sponsoring today's episode is American Optics. They don't pay us at all, but we're gonna pay. Is
1: it American? It might even be American Optical. Either way, it's the it's the top gun, it's the famous Top Gun Aviator, but they make some other less enormous frames. Well, I gotta tell you,
0: coming from an ophthalmologist, that has to mean something. So
1: Yeah, they're they're great. Super quality. All right. Um, cool. Well, we wanted to just bring
0: in a short episode today. We're gonna try to get this out as soon as possible and talk about it's now February 28th, the last official day of two of 22. I hope you all did wonderful things on two twenty two twenty two. 22 That was pretty exciting. And, uh, but a lot's well, happened this year. This has probably been one of the worst January's on record for a long time. And, uh, from the stock market standpoint here at financial MD, we had. Investors who were down, you know, 15% within the span of a month or two, because we had some aggressive stock portfolios and the stock market just took a hit and there's a lot of reasons for that we're going to talk about a few of them today just briefly but we've also got an uncertain future frankly and we're not going to beat around the bush with russia invading ukraine that's a big deal and could be potentially the start of a world war three or could be you know this is as far as it gets and things start to back down or anything in between so I don't know, Trevor, your thoughts.
1: Oh man, yeah. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Honestly, like I I, I like to say when I'm wrong, and I, I thought it was kind of gonna be an overblown yep. thing. Um, maybe it's just my bias from watching the news over the past couple of years now. I feel like everything has been a bit more extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh stock value and all that, but oh sure. Man, I was wrong. I mean, my bias uh, I think was pretty clear that direction. And I also just kind of thought, man. There's a lot more to gain from not invading another country, and Russia has a lot to offer in the energy department, but Hmm. apparently they want something that, from their perspective, is rational, right? Not from my perspective, is not. Yeah. There you go. Just When that doesn't match up, you, you end up being wrong. I also think the markets were overheated anyways, in terms of the markets. Well, yeah. So I think we... You know, that um, the psychology of markets, there's that nice like fear and exuberance and um, euphoria and all that stuff where we just have certain emotions when prices at certain kind of like patterns of, if it's up right. at the top, we want to buy, you know, we like to, we're biased to buy high and sell low. When stuff starts to happen, we look for reasons. You know, it didn't okay. necessarily go down because of the Fed. It didn't necessarily go down because of Russia, although with war, I mean, it usually does. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's like, the thing that I try to remind myself is that we know the market is going to go down at some point. And so. Yeah, we, we
0: know that, that. But for some reason, every time our investors, our clients are just. Yeah, you get calls, right? They'll get calls. Yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? Um, I don't know. The market's doing what it always does.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> a volatility, you know, of like when Bitcoin goes down 30% in a week or 20% in a day. Yeah. And it has a volatility of 100 you shouldn't think what happened you should think oh oh that took a while yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's time volatile. it's being volatile the way volatile assets are volatile and yep. the S&P has a degree of volatility it's just a lot less because average over a bunch of things
0: well it's a lot compared to honestly when like if we look at from a consumer standpoint of average client portfolio is not a hundred percent stock it's not a and p 500 index fund it's stocks mixed with some international mixed with some bonds probably mixed with some you know just different stuff that's meant to diversify it and reduce the beta or the volatility or the standard deviation all those terms are fancy advisor terms for volatility or the ability frequency or what's the word intensity that something might go up and down Mm -hmm. and all of these things are compared against the S&P 500, typically probably the most common benchmark in the world. And every time we put together a portfolio, we say, here's how it compares in volatility to the S&P. And if the S&P is one, if you guys remember statistics, one would be a perfect correlation, 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.5 would be, you know, it's got about half the volatility of the S&P 500 and zero would mean it's got no volatility. And if mm-hmm. we get a 0. 0.5 or a 0. 0.6 beta or a volatility type of correlation coefficient we feel like we're doing really well and so in those terms the S&P is very volatile it's like the volatile thing that we compare against but when it's really not like obviously you're looking at cryptos or Bitcoin obviously mm-hmm. but we got to keep in mind that 2008 the S&P dropped 40 percent give or take depending on what numbers you look at and I feel like how quickly people forget now, that's not to downplay at all what's going on current event wise but we're talking about stock market and investing today and financially something was going to make the stock market go down. It was just like a house of cards that something just had to flick that little <laughs> card, right? And not that the house of cards is crumbling, but you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I was trying to find there's MicroStrategy, you know, since I'm into the Bitcoin stuff, they have uh-huh. a cool website where it compares the volatility of every major asset. So then you can just look at them like head to head. Yeah, I'm not finding it right now. I'll try to find it so we can put it in the the show notes. Yeah, that'd it. be cool. It's cool because you end up realizing, like, oh, you can just look at this at look at every asset. You can look at every index. You can look at gold, all the classic inflation hedges and stuff, and look at the their like risk adjusted volatility. Yep. And then you end up looking at at those and then realizing, oh, some of these things I thought were riskier are not as risky, and some of these things that I thought were safe are a lot closer to risky than I thought they were. Yep. You know, whatever that risky is in your head. Yep. The crisis
0: in Europe is affecting gas prices that affects everybody for one. I think that's the most important focal point right now that you're going to hear about as uh, the gas prices, the stock market just in general is going to be reflected in that. So what's happening before this even happened, we had about a 7% inflation year over year, which is extremely high historically, but it happens again, not uncommon. We've had low inflation, low interest rates, blah, 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 for the last 10 years. So us with any kind of no uh, knowledge in the financial industry know that that's going to happen. You're going to have inflation, you're going to have prices go up, things like that. So the Fed then says, well, we're going to raise interest rates a quarter point. Then they come back and say, well, now we're going to raise them a half percent, which is double by March or April, they said. And I don't think this is going to prevent that or stop that at all if anything it's going to make inflation worse which is going to make them want to raise interest rates even more i think
1: yeah we'll have to see i mean the popular consensus is that now that there's war they won't do the half percentage rate increase
0: yeah well it's gonna i don't think they're related
1: or should be related at all i mean it's gonna be i think think people are like basically when they increase rates they expect risk on assets to go down a little right. bit and right. they were well, they're going to do it slowly over time and that's why they forecast it ahead of time so you're kind of ready for it yep and then but when like war happens they go down anyways well they don't want to do anything that makes them go down in the short term so they're going to just basically be like oh yeah we we're going to do a half percent and that's really important but we uh we're gonna it's it's fine it's fine to delay that another three to six months they're gonna probably i mean that's not a full-on prediction it's just that's my understanding of how they discuss these things. Which I think still, you're probably uh, right. They like to play it safe. No I think it makes no sense. If you mm-hmm. need to curb inflation, you need to curb inflation, and yep. and the longer you wait, the worse it gets. As far yep. as I understand it. So, and uh, Ray Dalio has been saying that for like pretty much forever since like the 80s. So, yep, I am inclined to agree with you. That's a lot of time for a buildup for a bubble. It is definitely kind of freaky, but it's sort of like a, a game of musical chairs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and if you don't play the game, you don't get to retire, basically. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. What's so, your
0: What's your alternative?
1: <laughs> alternative. So you play the game with everybody else. You both succeed with everybody while you're succeeding, and you get screwed along with everybody. But it's better to I don't know. It's pick your poison, almost. But yeah totally we got poor taking a profit that's another thing people like to say so selling here and there is not all bad
0: nope i i don't think so either um or you know as you get closer to the end of the year taking some of you high income earners looking at your losses and trying to harvest some losses
1: yeah that's a nice thing
0: something to think through as well but that's all we really want to do today was touch base on current events you know the market is where it is we're not going to be able to predict where it's going to be other than everything might take a hit, frankly, and hopefully the only thing you take away from today is that understanding that this is a part of history, a part of the predictive cycles. When we look at the potential growth of a particular retirement plan, this is what gets factored into something like a Monte Carlo simulation. It's it's simulating a thousand different possible scenarios in the world and the economy and how they could affect your personal goals. And that's what you got to keep in mind, that it doesn't necessarily change things just because you see things are changing. These should be factored into your retirement goals and plans. So keep up with the plan with the perseverance. If you need to change something or you think you might, or you just want to talk to your financial planner, do so. If you don't have one or you want to talk to us, you know how to get a hold of us. Check us out at financialmd.com. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at at financialmd. We'll be putting out our weekly videos. And another plug to Check out the Financial MD app. We're tweaking it and updating it, making it better all the time. And that's all I got. Trevor, anything else?
1: That's it. And you're available at Jay at financialmd.com
0: financial and you are tsmith at financialmd.com.
1: That's right. Hit us we're up both. on email. Yeah,
0: we're both here for questions. So we're not a big deal, it seems like on the podcast. So you can email us and we'll get back to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We love that.
0: All right, man. You guys have a great week. We'll see you soon. Later.